Hi, this is Pia and you're listening to Rappler Podcasts. You're listening to Hustle. Inside the Internship, a special three-part podcast series where Rappler interns and volunteers feature advocacy-based or driven initiatives and businesses that bloomed within the pandemic. Again, I am Pia Rosalio, a sophomore from the Ateneo de Manila University, taking up AB Communication, a digital communications intern for Rappler. And I am Jello, taking up BA Creative Writing in the University of the Philippines, Diliman. And I am also an intern for Rappler's digital communications team. So, joining us today is Kola, a fourth-year student taking up BS Industrial Engineering at the University of the Philippines, Diliman. She is currently the Vice Chairperson for External Affairs for Frontliners Kitchen, a youth-led nonprofit organization that was established at the start of the COVID pandemic to provide assistance to frontliners in the urban, medical, agricultural, and fisherfolk sectors. All proceeds from their projects and partnerships are used to provide meals and in-kind donations to their partner hospitals and communities. Now that we've already introduced you from like the textbook definition of it all, can you just like briefly introduce yourself and what Frontliners Kitchen is all about in your own words, Simone? Sure. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. So again, um, I'm Paula Covarubias. I'm a fourth-year IE student from UP Dilaman, and I'm currently serving as the Vice Chairperson for External Affairs at Frontliners Kitchen. So yeah, just, just to brief everyone on what we do at FK. So we're a youth-led COVID response org where we provide relief for our frontliners in different sectors like our healthcare workers, our fisher folk, and our farmers. So yeah, that's just, you know, just a quick rundown on what we do here at FK. We've been around since last March 2020, and we're so humbled and so happy to um, you know, still be here to still, you know, mobilize all our members and all our volunteers in, you know, continuing this service for our frontliners amidst this pandemic. Hey, and thank you for introducing the Frontliners Kitchen and yourself, of course. Um, as a vice chairperson for external affairs, ano yung, um, basically yung gist ng work na ginagawa mo for Frontliners Kitchen? Yeah, so um, in externals, uh, we wear several hats. So the very first thing that we do is we get in touch with potential sponsors and partners. So partners could be um, fellow youth organizations. Uh, it could also be small businesses that we partner with. So right, right, we really build this network. We spend all this time building this network and reaching out to people who could help us um, you know, amplify our cause, to provide us with funding, to provide us with resources. And under externals, we also house the birthday drive project, which is basically where uh, we mobilize, you know, um, just volunteers, people outside of the org who want to spend their special day um, doing doing a good thing, right? So there we mobilize people, we invite people to raise funds for us and for our projects um, on their birthdays. So yeah, that's pretty much um, what we do here in externals. Yeah, and also thank you. And just to ask, um, uh, we just want to ask how Frontliner Kitchen start and, you know, what were the motivations for your youth-led initiative? Yeah, okay. I'm so, I, always, I really love this story and I love sharing um, the origins of Frontliner's Kitchen. Um, so it started when our founder, um, Janil Magrasso, and two um, of our high school friends. So we have Elisa Bell and Paolo Makasait as well. So it really started um, back when lockdown first happened. So if you guys remember, 
um, there was like this onslaught. There was like a huge um, like calls for donations coming from frontliners, coming from different hospitals as well. If you guys remember that, right? So at that time, um, you know, they were moved to help out. So Janiel and Alisa and Paolo, what they started doing was to um, cook meals. They were also crowdsourcing funds um, for these meals for some of the some of the hospitals around NCR, right? So um, the, their original intention was really like just to make it like a small scale, short term thing. Um, I remember they always tell us it was really supposed to be like a two day thing. But then, um, you know, because of the generosity of our friends and our families, and you know, um, our high school batchmates, like we had like an overwhelming amount of support. And you know, since then, um, that's really what pushed us to scale it from a donation drive to like this full blown um youth organization, right? So that's where it all started. Um, you know, one sponsor after another, one partnership after another, and then all of a sudden we had a Facebook page, pala, and then all of a sudden now we're an org and we're recruiting so many people from of all over the country, right? One thing led to another, and um, that that's how we are here today. And honestly, um. I really love sharing this story because it's it's so funny and it's also such a wonderful thing that what initially was just supposed to be something that we weren't gonna do for long or something that wasn't really like a um a high level of commitment has turned into something as huge as this. So it's always humbling to remember that and we're really happy um to have had the amount of support that we've received right up until this very day. Yeah, that's so nice. Like, I think everybody like assumed that this pandemic could be just like this short term two day thing, but here yeah, we are yeah. now, and we're making the most of it. Like, I I really see mm-hmm. how like Frontliners Kitchen has been like moving right now and like acting and taking care of like our frontliners. So, like, and I really appreciate your guys's efforts in doing so. And I just wanted to ask, like, yeah, considering that if not all of your guys's members of the organization right now mm-hmm. are are students, um. Mm-hmm. How do you guys maintain the school and the work balance? Like, how is the day in the life of a mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love this question because I I always like say this to my friends and to my org mates in other orgs that I really love the org culture that we have here in FK. We have a very unique culture. Um, since we're all students and we all have our own lives, uh, that's something that we really respect. Right, and I think um, we're able to build and maintain this culture because we ourselves we come from different schools and we come from different orgs, so we know the kind of work culture that we don't want to to emulate an FP, right? So, and a really strong example of this is working on Sundays. So we really put our foot down. We don't work on Sundays, right? Like we even get mad at each other. Like, hey, it's a Sunday. Like, why are you messaging? And then they'll be like, but you're messaging too. <laughs> and basically, it it all. Like it, it turns into that kind of conversation, right? So we really um respect the fact that everyone has their own lives outside of FK. Um, we we're also we also ensure that we're really transparent about this and that we hold ourselves accountable. So that even um if we tend to like other priorities that we have outside of FK, um you know we still we still do the work that we're supposed to do, right? Like we just make sure that we're transparent about them. Um, another example of this is that we have um, this inactivity system, basically where like we just inform um, our members or we inform our team heads, right? Like, hey, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to be inactive until the end of the week. I have an exam. Um, just message me if you need anything urgent or I, I'll be back by then, right? So, so we really do um, let people uh, just, you know, live their own lives outside of the org and 
And I really appreciate that we have that kind of healthy org culture and that's how everyone's really just able to maintain that school and work balance. Yeah, and um, so- sobrang amazing lang nung fact na um, nakakapag-set pa rin kayo ng boundaries within each other knowing um, what is cool and what is work and all the while, um, you know, being productive in, you know, in do- doing your work, helping out our frontliners and With that, um, speaking of frontliners, um, we want to ask uh, why and how did you choose that certain advocacy or beneficiary, which is, in your case, the frontliners, um, out of all the, the possibilities, why this advocacy? Yeah, yeah. Well, it really did first start, right, like with the healthcare workers, because um, when, the, when the lockdown happened, it was the most urgent thing that we saw um, that we needed to attend to. Right, and then, but after um after uh, communicating with the healthcare workers, um after providing them support, we also realized and we also wanted to acknowledge that there is so much meaning to the word frontliner, right? Like it's not just our healthcare workers, um our fisher folk and our farmers are also food security frontliners, right? So that's why we've also expanded to those sectors as well gradually, right? So. Um, until now, uh, we we didn't limit ourselves to support just the healthcare workers, but we've also reached out to fisher folk families. We've also reached out to farmers in other provinces, so that you know we could really redefine what the word frontliner means for us, and that we're able to provide support um, as much as we can. Right. So uh, we've gotten in touch with these beneficiaries um, really through just like seeing the network online. Right, like for example, um, for our fisher folk, we saw. I think last year was also the time when there was a lot of uh, media coverage, a lot of news about uh, the reclamation project in Manila Bay, um, as well as in Bacoor, and uh, we wanted to do something about that. Which is precisely why we chose to um, reach out to the fisher folk families in Bacoor who were affected by these reclamation projects, uh, as well as the one. Um, in Bataan, since they were also hard, hardly hit by um, these reclamation projects, they didn't really have access um, to their livelihood anymore. So that's just one example of by which uh, we reached out to um, frontliners outside of the healthcare sector. Yeah, now like also like considering the fact that you guys are so like really much pretty much like connected to like the ongoing pandemic and with like everything that's been going on lately like there's been a lot of like news and negative headlines and i just wanted to ask like how does like fk manage to stay motivated and persistent while still serving your guys's advocacy so it is like pretty much like hand in hand yeah right i, I super love that question as well um yeah we really uh stay focused and we stay guided by our drive to serve and our drive to you know just it's i really think that the focusy is born out of love right because we really just we just love um the community we want to be able to help out and i think that's what uh we're always driven by which is why that even though um sometimes it does get difficult or sometimes it kind of takes that mental toll to just like be bombarded like by these headlines right like all the other things going on at the same time uh, we stay motivated because we know that at the end of the day right like even if we've just sent out like one meal or like one relief pack to just one frontliner and if we've made at least even just like a tiny um positive impact on them then that's still you know 
that's still one person that uh, we help today, right? Like, no task is too small and really stay motivated for that. Wow, so nice. So, I think I forgot to ask lang kanina. Um, I was talking uh, your Instagram account um, earlier and I, I saw from the highlights yung um, hashtag nyo na Feed the Fight. Um, can we have um, like a brief background lang for that mm-hmm. hashtag? We want to know how it came to be that hashtag. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, it was a friend of Janiel's who thought of it which is in the hashtag feed the fight because at that point we, uh, we were still uh, really focused on just sending out meals um, to the hospital workers, right? So that's, that's really, it's really as simple as that. Um, that's where it was born. And ever since then, um, it really did stick because uh, we really, it's something that we really resonate with. We, uh, we acknowledge that um, this is a fight against the pandemic and that we're with these frontliners um, as they, you know, just go on the battlefield Um, to go on the front lines, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So early, earlier, uh, we were talking about lang na about staying motivated amid the pandemic, all these headlines, all this, um, bombarding news. Um, so how is the frontliners kitchen doing right now? Like in terms of like every aspect of of that organization. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, right now we jo- actually. Uh, I believe like a month or two ago, we just wrapped up an environmental project called Bokashi at Home, right? Because we, we wanted to do something naman for the environment sector, right? So what we did in that project is that um, we sold Bokashi composting kits, you know, just to encourage people um, to do food waste management at home, right? Like even if it's just like at a household level, even if it's at a very individual level, we still wanted to make that impact and to change some mindsets, right? So um, that, that's just uh, an example of a project that we recently wrapped up. Um, and also very recently, which was last week, we also um, wrapped up our project called Frontliners on Wheels, which is like a donation drive that was solely focused on providing our healthcare workers with an alternative mode of transport. Uh, because, you know, when we ask about their commute, Uh, we realized, or at least we've heard from their firsthand experiences that this was really something that they struggled with, especially if they have like a graveyard shift or if they have shifts like super early in the morning, it's really hard for them to to look for like a way to get home or look for a way to get to duty, right? And it really doesn't help that um, there's always like these lockdown restrictions, these transport restrictions, right? And to think that a lot of them commute. So that's why Um, we decided to also have this donation drive on um, the solely focused um, on the bikes and on active transport, right? And um, on top of that, um, we, we consistently give out meals, right? And so right now, uh, we have some hospitals that we recurrently give out meals to um, every other week or every week, right? Like you could check out um, our Facebook page or our Instagram page, we have this weekly feature called like where did FK feed the fight this week? And you could just check out there um, who are the hospitals that we've been in touch with, um, who are the hospitals that we've been giving out uh, meals and supplies to. Yeah, I love that. Like your guys' like social media presence is very much out there and very much transparent, which is like a responsibility then naman for your guys' like initiative mm-hmm. and donation drive. So everybody could see that there's actually work being put out there with every like penny 
everybody gives. So like, yeah, yeah it's very nice. Like especially like your Facebook and your guys' Instagram. Like I could really see like it's been like really good marketing then in a sense because it's actually marketing with action. Mm-hmm. How do you guys ensure that your advocacies are like seen and present in every marketing collateral that you guys release consistently? Because it's the first thing people see, especially that everything's online now. So how do you guys try to reach that advocacy to those people? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like every post that we put out, especially if it's under like a specific project, like the one with the Bokashi kids or the one with the bike donation drive, we make sure that at every end of the post, we always plug in like a hashtag or a call to action, right? Like for example, um, with Frontliners on Wheels, we always um, append at the end of our captions, the hashtag commuters naman, which is really just, you know, just pushing forward and always reiterating Um, the call to action that we have whenever we post something because of course right like when you're when you're working in advocacy you always want to move people um, to change their mind or at least to get them on you for them to be able to provide you some form of support right so that's just like by one way uh, by which we always reiterate the the advocacy and the call to action that we want to move you're a non-profit organization right mm-hmm. so um How did you uh, first uh, get the idea of starting the organization? And uh, knowing that you're a nonprofit organization, syempre, you have to partner with a lot of people. How did you start helping people? Uh, were they friends? Or was there a call for members? Or how does that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, at first, it was really uh, just genial and... Alisa and Paolo and a few of their um, other close friends at the very start. Um, I myself, I hopped on, I, I think at least a month after um, they started doing it, right? Like um, I myself, like I was recruited simply because Janiel posted on um, her Facebook profile. And, you know, I also wanted to do something to help out in the pandemic, right? So I, I was onboarded from there. It wasn't even like a very formal process. It was really just like, imagine a friend Um, asking you to go to the mall with them. It, it's really like that casual. Parang hatakan na lang. Um, parang, hey, like, let, join, join this, join that, right? So at first, it was really just like that. Like just us um, and a bunch of our other like high school batchmates or other high school friends who were G to help. And the, the sense of community was um, really strong on from there, right? But uh, eventually, uh, as we started getting more support and more funds, of course, uh, the responsibility was too big for... Um, a group of like 30 people to handle and that's when we really um, decided like okay let's let's start recruiting people and you know and I think that was like the really like that's when we became an official official org org because at, at that time um, it was really just like I really feel like it was just like a group of friends um, doing this together until um, we started you know inviting other people so we did have like this whole recruitment process last um, I think it was like last June 2020 around July, July, August. Um, so we posted a call for like applications um, for people who wanted to help. And honestly, we were also so overwhelmed with the amount of people who wanted to join FK. Like we didn't expect this at all. We didn't even know um, that there were people who, who saw potential in us and wanted to join us and to sustain the org, right? So that was the first time last year that we recruited people and we had such um, wonderful young people join us from diff- from different walks of life. We have 
Nicholas Young as like high school kids and they have so much energy and we super love that. Uh, we have people from like all different universities as well, which is really great, right? Because we have that strong network as well, right? So we also did another round of recruitment, I believe early this year, just to get you know more members um, on board and also because um, we were creating new functions under the organization. Um, yeah, because we're very ambitious and we, we, we want to keep on doing um, a lot of more awesome things, right? And that's why um, we did like another round of recruitment early on this year, right? So that's how we get uh, more members on board. And I really think um, the strongest way by which we did that was really just by word of mouth. And honestly, the very first round of recruitment, I don't think it was there was like word of mouth at that time because we really just like posted on our page or it's just very casual right but you know we're so lucky to have gotten all these people with us because they are really what makes this org possible they keep us all every single one of these members have um made this all possible to keep us running and I'm super happy um with how that turned out yeah that's so nice and since we're already like on the organizational side of things like how is it like how is it to manage like that massive like group of people like even like externally and internally amidst the pandemic like how do you handle clashes if there are any and do you have any tips on how to avoid or like even resolve conflicts if it's really unavoidable unavoidable do not affect the work Mm -hmm. yeah well on the first Oh, question right like how do we manage this huge of an org um i'd honestly say that it's not that different from your normal typical college org um a lot of our members are also like ds org i'm pretty sure that uh, we really just do adopt some best practices from our own orgs as well and that's how we're able to um that's how we're able to really keep the org running, right? Because like we, we've learned these things from our um, other experiences and we take them back home to FK, right? So we really just you know, ad- adopt those best practices with us. And um, with regards to um, conflict and you know, conflict management, conflict resolution, I think this is something um, that you really can't avoid, especially like in an org setting, in, an, in a work setting. Uh, but of course, um, we always resolve these things with uh, the, the best interest of our advocacy and our beneficiaries in mind, right? Because at the end of the day, um, what we're really working for is whatever is going to be the best case scenario um, for our beneficiaries. So we always make sure that we stay grounded in that and that we don't let our personal interests get in the way of you know, these conflicts. Yeah. We love to see it. Grabe, when you said BS org, medyo na-attack our doors. Same. Oh my God, I'm being BS org dyan. Medyo na-exposed. So, yung pala mga FK pala dyan, mga BS org. Yeah. Now we know. Now we know. Next time, next time, pag may ano, recruitment ulit kayo, tingnan ko. <laughs> Ayan, speaking of BS org, sino dyan yung mga BS org? Ano Baka sa mga listeners natin, baka oh, BS mga... org, minor in GP Blast, <laughs> Oh my God. Mga nag-a-appear lang kapag GP Blast, gano'n. <laughs> kidding aside, um, syempre baka may mga listeners din tayo na, you know, gustong um, i-extend yung hand nila to help din yung um, initiative na ginagawa ng Frontliners Kitchen. Uh, may we ask, um, paano yung vol- pag-volunteer process sa Frontliners Kitchen, you know? Baka, yun yan, baka may mga gusto mag-volunteer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. 
Okay, yeah, sure. Um, well, the in FK, a volunteer is different from a member, right? So our members are the ones who are really like assigned to specific functions, and our members um have had to go through a particular recruitment process where we interview them, we get to know about them and try to see like which team, which function would they perform best, which one is um, the best fit for them, right? So um, th that's how um, our membership works. And uh, ideally, uh, we do recruit, well, I guess like we've only been around for like a little over a year. We've done recruitment twice already. Um, so you guys could expect around next year, we'll hold another recruitment process. So um, look, please do look forward to that if there are any listeners out there who want to be a member. For the volunteer stints, it's really like a case-to-case -case basis and it really depends um, on the needs of the org, right? Um, this year, we haven't really had the need to call for volunteers. So far, we've managed um, on our own, right? Because we have like a big member base now. We've recruited enough people to cover so far like all our manpower needs, right? Um, but last year, uh, there were several openings for this. Um, Last year in particular, there, there was a time when we received like a huge amount of donated breads as in like loaf bread, as in ang daming tinapay. And we couldn't, like with the capacity to do or we couldn't do it all, or, all on our own. So that was just like one time that I remember that um, I desperately called for volunteers, just like on my own Facebook profile, right? I was like, hey, if anyone is game to make like a hundred sandwiches at home, right? Just like, Best hit me, send me a message, hit me up, and we'll talk about that, right? So uh, that's one way by which we called for volunteers last year. Um, also, we we also uh, needed capacity and bandwidth as well when we did um, typhoon relief ops last November, right, during Ulysses. Um, so back then, um, we didn't really actively call for volunteers, but rather it was people approaching us, approaching our page, um, asking how they could help. Right. So from there, um, we also onboarded all like these wonderful people that we've never even met in real life and we don't even know them. And, you know, because of um, because of how kind they are to lend us their hand, to lend us their time, uh, we also allowed them you know, to perform as volunteers with us during our relief ops. So we had a bunch um, all over the country. Actually, we've had some people in the Visayas area. We've also had people in Davao, as far as Mindanao, right? Um, they've helped us collate donations back where they are, right? And because of because of their help and because of the wonderful uh, work that these volunteers have done, um, we were able to pull in a lot of donations and a lot of relief goods for the victims uh, of the typhoon season back then. Yeah, so that's just, you know, a bit of what uh, our volunteers have done. And, you know, if ever we'll be needing more volunteers or more members or more support in any other way, definitely um, we'll be posting on our Facebook page. Yeah, and so everybody, like, stand by now on their, like, <laughs> social media pages. Like, Koda, if you want to give a, a shameless plug, we won't stop you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, well, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So at Frontliners Kitchen. And, you know, we're actually always open for donations since, like I've said earlier, we consistently um, provide meals or supplies um, depending on the needs of the hospitals that we're in touch with, right? So if you want to donate like even 20 pesos, that will go a really long way. Yeah, no, no donation is small, guys. So again, yeah, that's true. Know, Facebook, nila, maybe in their IG, <laughs> slide into their DMs. Mandalina yan. <laughs> 
And I love like hearing all of your like stories about FK. It's really like really inspiring, really uplifting then to see like even with the pandemic of it all, the quarantine, a lot has been happening. Uh, but it's so nice to see that there are organizations like Frontliners Kitchen out there who's actually making the world like a better place, even with everything that has been going on right now. And with that, I kind of want wanna to like ask you, but like what's the best part about being a part of Frontliners Kitchen? Yeah, I think the best part really is the bonds that we've created with one another, right? Because um, this is an org and usually if you're BS org, you know that um, sometimes it really, it really feels like a work thing more often than not. But in FK, we also really keep it very playful. Um, I really feel like we're a strong family and, and that's I really think that's the best part um, of FK, the relationships that we built with one another and also more importantly, the relationships that we've also um, formed with every stakeholder that has helped us throughout this process and also the relationships that we built with our beneficiaries, right? Like um, I'll share like this super cute story. Um, there's this time that we... Uh, we donated uh, like a bunch of donuts to a hospital in Muntinlupa. And the frontliners were so sweet. They made like this whole thank you video um, of the, like maybe like the slideshow video um, saying thank you, right? Like, thank you for the donuts. Um, thank you for the donation. It was super heartwarming um, to, see, to see and to have that kind of relationship um, with our beneficiaries, right? Like it, it's also really important for us as an FA to maintain good relationships with the people that we talk to, especially those that, especially the hospitals that we um, continuously and consistently give donations to. So um, like, I'm very grateful that we have that kind of relationship with them. Ayan, grabe talaga yung bad na form sa Frontliners Kitchen. Let's go. So speaking of bond, hindi naman, hindi naman lang natatapos siya sa bond. It's a bond with purpose, di ba? So, really appreciate lang um, how this bond turned into a, you know, um, working together to to further a, a cause and advocacy na makakatulong yun nga sa frontliners natin. And now, um, now that we're talking about everything um, amidst the pandemic, the frontliners kitchen amidst the pandemic, uh, we just want to ask that um, if hypothetically the pandemic would soon end, um, what would be your plan for the frontliners kitchen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's also something um, that we're currently working on and it's a challenge that we're willing to take, right? Like we, we know that um, things will change definitely soon. And with that, we also have to change the way that we work. So that's something um, that's really still in the works. Honestly, we're really like talking about it, really thinking hard about it um, at, at the executive board level. Um, how, what are we going to do next? Uh, how are we going to sustain this? Um, what, what are the other projects that we could take on in such a way that you know, we provide more sustainable solutions for our beneficiaries and all the other people that we plan to help, right? But I guess one thing that really won't change is um, supporting frontliners. And uh, like I said earlier, uh, we, we also challenge the way by which we define frontliner, right? Top of mind, we always think of um, a doctor uh, or a healthcare worker, right? Like we we have those frontliners in the healthcare sector and we also have our frontliners um, in in our fisherfolk communities and our farmer communities, right? So that's something um, that we're really keen um, to expanding, 
right? So yeah, please do look forward to what we have in store next. Um, definitely, um, times will change and we will change with them. And but one thing will never change: we'll always uh, work in service for our frontliners. Right. That's what we love to see. Like youth in action, talaga, with Frontliners Kitchen, the youth led initiative of it all. Now, I guess I, 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 I'm not guessing. I am 100% sure our listeners are eager to find out if you guys have any advice for those future or like even like present youth leaders right now, especially in this like trying time that is pandemic. Like, what could you say to them to fully encourage them to still push through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if ever you're just starting your advocacy work or if ever this is the first time that you feel like you want to do something good while you're at home or if ever you want to volunteer, um, I guess a good piece of advice I could give to you guys is to always uh, remain driven by love, by service, and by purpose, right? Um, I think those three things uh, are incredibly powerful forces. Um, when you're doing all like this org work, because... Um, sometimes it really does feel like work, right? I think other people may have the same experience um, that sometimes uh, there, there may be some moments when you could feel a bit detached from it, especially since like we're all working from home and uh, we don't really see firsthand the impact um, that we create, right? Like um, even on my end, I've never gone on site. Um, it's been more than a year that I've been in FK and, and it was really just me sitting at home with my laptop, right? And it's so, it's so easy um, it's so easy to feel lost from that. It's so easy to feel detached from that. But I think um, definitely if you always remember your purpose and you always um, go back to why you started and if ever like if you're always staying grounded and stay humble, um, if really uh, definitely you, you'll, you'll, you'll continue to be grounded, right? And you'll continue um, to stay driven with all the work that you do. So definitely um, always uh, tie yourselves back to the reason that you started or the reason why um, you're pushing for a certain advocacy. Yeah, narinig na natin from Cola. Love, service, and purpose. Tandaan natin yun, guys. Especially ako, uh, I admit, uh, madalas mawawalan na rin ako ng purpose. Especially with the ACADs, you know, sobrang nakakapagod ng mga bakay. But then, uh, sabi nga ni Cola, we go back to our purpose so that we can stay driven and motivated and we can do something what uh, the frontliners kitchen do right now to um, to be of service to the people, especially in these trying times of the pandemic. Ayan. Um, just to wrap things up now with our play of the week, um, we talked a lot about work and now let's talk about play. So any fun activities or recommendations for our listeners to unwind from the business of the business? So siguro I can start na lang muna. Um, just this weekend, um, I started to hop into K-drama. Like, first time kong manood ng K-drama. Like, ngayong weekend lang. Um, I searched for something na makaka-relate ako. So, I searched for K-drama about literature, writing, yan, about book publishing. And then, I found out about romance. It's a bonus book kung alam niyo yun. But yeah, uh, so far naman, I'm enjoying it. And hopefully... Um, mas ma-enjoy ko pa yung ibang mga sunod na papanoorin ko. How about you, Pia? Oh, okay. So like recently, I've been, since I just finished midterms. I'm not even finished yet, actually. But yun nga, with like the midterms of it all, I just wanted to de-stress. And my number one outlet for that was like New Girl. Like if you're familiar with the like 
the sitcom, this TV series, like New Girl. I just like, it was very fun to watch them joke around and not be serious about life. Like, yes, take me away from my modules and the pandemic. I just want to see people living in one apartment and falling in love. It was such a nice de-stressor of it all. And then other than that, maybe... Um, Discord. I've been a avid fan of Discord ever since like the quarantine and the lockdown started. Like that's my number one unwind necessity. Going on Discord and talking to my friends. It's the best thing ever. But that's just for me as a big extrovert. <laughs> Now I'd like to ask our guest, Naman Cola. All right. Um. Yeah. Save us, Jello. Um. I've been into K drama recently, so I know that hometown cha 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 just finished, but I'm still on episode eleven. So please, don't throw spoilers my way. But I'm really enjoying that show so far. Um. And if there are any um Swifties listening to this, uh, the the re-recorded album, the re-recorded version of Red is coming sometime in November. So I'm definitely I'm looking forward to that. Ayan. So that's it. Um. Thank you for joining us today. So before ending this, baka may iba ka pang gustong i-plug. Please do follow us on our social media pages. So we post everything there, what we've been doing, how you can help. So you can keep an eye out if you ever do want to help and to join our team. Another way by which you could help FK is by joining our uh, birthday drive project. So what we do there is on your special day, we invite you um, to raise funds with us. Uh, we provide everything for you as the celebrant. We can make your publicity materials right and then we'll definitely we'll handhold you throughout the whole um birthday drive process right if you want to do something special on your special day right so yeah please um look forward to that and look forward to all the other projects that we have in store as an organization we have a lot of new things coming up and we can't wait to share them with all of you Thanks for joining us, guys. And thanks to Rappler's Hustle Team, Production Team, Community Team, and Creatives Team. Thank you to everyone who is listening as well. This has been Inside the Internship three-part podcast series. If you haven't already, please follow Rappler on all platforms. You can catch us on Kumu by following Rappler.com. And you can follow The Hustle Inside the Industry podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.